millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi there and welcome again to the Explaining History podcast. And today I want to talk about um, the meeting of uh, ideology, science and agriculture, something that has catastrophic implications for both the Soviet Union and Maoist China, uh, and something that is uh, concentrated in the person of uh, Trofim Lysenko, the uh, agronomist and scientific so-called expert, but really what we would think of as being a kind of an ideological charlatan um, who uh, was favoured by Stalin, whose uh, advice uh, not only uh, led to devastation in the Soviet Union, but certainly led to agricultural devastation in Maoist China during uh, the Great Leap Forward. Now, I'm going to be reading from two sources today, from uh, William de Jong uh, Lambert's uh, essay on uh, J.B.S. Haldane, the uh, British Marxist scientist, uh, and uh, Lysenko of China, or the time of Lysenko. Um, and from Rachel Polonsky's brilliant book, uh, Molotov's Magic Lantern. So, um, a little bit from de Jong Lambert. He writes... On the 7th of August 1948, at the end of a week-long session of the Lenin All-Union Academy of Agricultural Sciences in Moscow, Trofim Lysenko declared that he had received the support of the Central Committee of the Communist Party of the Soviet Union for his biological theories. Lysenko's beliefs about heredity and development, which he labelled Michernism, consisted of a variety of ideas based on his assumption that plants could adapt to survive in any climate and be transformed into different species. Lysenko claimed genetics was a bourgeois science devised to promote racism and imperialism and to prove the inherent inferiority of the working class. What followed was a purge of genetics across the USSR and that, uh, that soon spread throughout the Soviet allied states worldwide. When the nations um, subjected to Lysenko's dictates finally emerged from the flog, fog of Lysenkoism decades later, what they encountered was a genetics that had to a certain extent been formulated in reaction to Lysenko's op opposition to the gene. 
um, and belief in the dominant role of the environment in evolution. So what we're talking about here, when we have uh, scientists like Lysenko, who was a favourite of Stalin, rejecting the, the basic evidence of genetics, the reason he was doing so, by and large, is because it was uh, ideologically popular. Many of the ideas of eugenics were uh, misunderstand, misunderstood versions of uh, genetics. The ideas of uh, Charles Darwin were quickly used by a variety of eugenicists from Francis Galton who used uh, genetics to try to predict intelligence and um, believed that there were different taxonomies of intelligence relating to different racial groups, uh, all the way through to the, the more kind of socially acceptable eugenicists of the, uh, the 1920s, various kind of members of, of the Bloomsbury group, uh, up to and including uh, luminaries such as Virginia and uh, Leonard Wolfe and T.S. Eliot, and the sexual health campaigner Marie Stopes, whose uh, interest in uh, allowing contraception uh, and abortion was to prevent uh, the working classes from outbreeding the bourgeoisie. From a Marxist-Leninist point of view, genetics was an anathema because it suggested that the individual within the, the lifespan of the individual could not be transformed. And the outcome of the revolution... Um, it was predicted, would transform and create the, the new Soviet man and new Soviet woman. Much of the art of the uh, Soviet era, from the sculptures of Vera Mokhina, uh, which we've talked about quite a lot before, um, through to the literature of socialist realism, implied that new circumstances, new social realities could transform bodies could uh, reform psyches, could make man from the servile peasant into the heroic superman. And therefore, it, this must uh, extend to uh, the rest of, of the natural world. Trofim Lysenko, therefore, wasn't a scientist. He was an ideologue whose uh, notions about the, the natural world had no bearing whatsoever on scientific reality. He believed that just as one could take, um, hopefully, a human being from one set of circumstances another to another and transform them, one could also do this with plants and other living organisms. They could be transplanted into other circumstances and suddenly thrive in, in different ways. Um, and also, in somehow, in some way, become a completely new kind of organism. This on its own is uh, simply the, the kind of misunderstanding uh, about science that punctuates the, the history of science, of people not understanding fundamental principles about the natural world from Copernicus onwards, um, and hopefully coming through a stage of uh, revelations um, as a result of applying scientific methods. In this instance, that's not what happened because finding an empirical scientific truth is not really what's required here. Adapting scientific evidence, cherry-picking scientific evidence to support an ideological position is. Now, 
all of this would simply be the kind of uh, the the ramblings of a a, a misguided theorist uh, on the kind of the par of some kind of sixteenth century alchemist. Were it not, uh, were there not a kind of a deeper and darker side to Lysenko? Uh, Rachel Polonsky explains the sort of individual we're talking about. She refers to him as a charlatan um, whom consigned hundreds of scientists who disagreed with him to execution or imprisonment. And certainly his closeness to Stalin would have given him uh, the scope to do that. Lysenko was just one of a number of ideologically driven pseudoscientists during the Stalin era. Another was Olga Lepeshinskaya. She too was a fanatic opponent of genetic science. Instead, um, she believed in a kind of Marxist behaviourism. Um, she uh, adopted large numbers of uh, children who she believed uh, through sort of uh, kind of socialization um, could be turned into perfect communist uh, individuals and that nature had very little to do with the shaping of individuals i i suppose our our basic genetic inheritance instead it was the social circumstances in which they existed and of course this would uh, be uh, compatible and the product of uh, Marxist-Leninist thinking because um, the entire um, underpinning of the ideology is that if one changes social circumstances, social realities, class relations, who has uh, wealth and power, who does the, the work and labour, then um, everything else that is built on that, society, the individual, the family, everything else, fundamentally shifts as well. Uh, there's not a great deal of evidence to suggest that this is um, how things work, and certainly it's impossible to um, make the kinds of changes that Lepeshinskaya believed existed through um, purely creating the framework of um, uh, education, pedagogy, socialisation, to turn somebody into what we describe as being the perfect communist. I mean, what ultimately that manifested is hard to, to, to fathom at this stage. What a perfect communist was, was meant to be um, is unclear. Lepeshinskaya, Rachel Polonsky writes, denied the bourgeois axioms of genetics in favour of theories consistent with Marxist-Leninist dialectical materialism in which being determines consciousness and environment conditions everything. The power of Lysenko and Lepeshinskaya in the scientific establishment reached its peak in 1948 at the height of Stalin's purge of doctors, scientists and rootless cosmopolitans, which is a code word for the Jews. While Lysenko claimed that he could produce barley from grains of wheat, Lepeshinskaya boasted that soon Soviet scientists would be able to create new forms of life, new species. At a conference on her theory, organised by the Communist Party in 1950, she argued, amid innumerable, innumerable references to Marx, Lenin and Stalin, that a living cell need not be produced from other cells, but may be formed from new uh, non-cellular matter. She claimed to observe new blood cells forming in globules of the yolk of an egg. Other biologists, members of the old intelligentsia, who clung to the idea of the autonomy of science, had joked from the beginning of her career in the 1920s that Lepeshinskaya was an alchemist, a charlatan and an ignoramus, 
but her revolutionary credentials were tools enough for a great career in Soviet science. Polonsky adds, One day, she invited a delegation of leading scientists to her dasha and told them to look into a barrel of rainwater from the roof to witness the evidence for her theory. The scientists looked into the barrel and saw nothing but darkness of stagnant water. But fearing for their careers, if not for their lives, they marvelled aloud at her great discovery. In China, during the disastrous Great Leap Forward, um, the ideas of Lysenko were uh, adopted by the, the Chinese state. Um, the famine um, that is the result of the Great Leap Forward it kills uh, an estimated 40 million, this is the lower end of the estimate, um, uh, to perhaps even 70 million Chinese people um, from 58 to 62, um, was a product really of uh, ideology and obstinacy on the part of Mao and the refusal to uh, accept the uh, basic realities and limitations of the Chinese economy. But once again, Lysenko's ideas uh, crop up. Uh, now I'm reading from Frank Dakota's Mao's Great Famine, and he writes, A small proportion of the deaths um, were caused by innovations in animal husbandry. Like close, close cropping and deep ploughing, which were uh, new methods that the Chinese government suggested that the Chinese peasants um, adopt in order to uh, plant more rice plants uh, in uh, the same kind of acreage, which of course is a, a terrible idea and simply exhausts the uh, natural resources more quickly. Uh, and it also means that you ignore the expertise of the peasants who've been uh, planting rice successfully in uh, a particular way for several thousand years. In, in uh, addition to close, close cropping and deep ploughing, um, these were supposed to propel the country past its rivals. All sorts of experiments were carried out uh, to increase the weight of pigs, uh, some of them inspired by the fraudulent theories of Trofim Lysenko. Uh, uh, Dakota writes again, A protégé of Stalin, Lysenko rejected genetics and believed that, the, uh, that inheritance was shaped by the environment. Lysenko, it might be added, openly expressed his contempt for the Great Leap Forward in 1958 to the great irritation of the leadership in Beijing. Just as... Uh, when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. 
But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. As seeds uh, of hybrid varieties were developed for greater resistance, hybrid breeding of livestock was envisaged by senior leaders uh, in China. Um, so there were all sorts of um, political uh, attempts, or political and economic attempts to push the communist world forward economically uh, and uh, industrially that were based on flawed scientific and flawed ideological premises. And they were the, the product, basically, of... Um, Figures like Lysenko, who had the ear of Stalin and had the um, power in order to shape um, what scientific discourse actually said. Lysenko was motivated to break out of, um, or to help the Soviet Union break out of uh, an almost endless cycle of uh, famine um, and food shortages. One of uh, Russia's historical problems uh, is that of uh, famine um, and that of naturally occurring uh, food, uh, droughts and um, dearth in general. Famines are kind of almost a sort of a, a political construct in a way. Famines tend to occur when naturally occurring droughts um, meet with um, human meddling of some description, um, but Russia tends to have, or tended to have, uh, up until the mid-20th century, roughly uh, one heavy drought uh, or, or dearth uh, of food on about once a decade. So breaking through this um, would be one of the great achievements of socialism, finding modern, scientific, technocratic ways of doing so. Much as uh, preventing the uh, the flooding of the Yellow River um, in China was one of Mao's great goals, as for centuries it caused death and uh, destruction, um, and the uh, ability to suddenly say, well, um, the ideas behind Marxist-Leninism and Maoism uh, that mean that we engage with material realities in front of us and we engage with um, nothing else other than the kind of material forces really apply. Um, Human beings can use that reality to reshape the world uh, around them. This was um, something that was constantly being sought after under both Mao and Stalin. And the way it manifests itself really is both a Maoist and a Stalinist war against nature. Uh, Both seem to be intent on subjugating nature uh, and um, to human needs and almost kind of breaking nature in, in order to release from it somehow its wealth, its secrets, its energies. Now there's something to be said about how Lysenko was seen overseas, particularly in um, the Western world. And one of his admirers was J.B.S. Haldane, the British scientist who had been partly responsible for developing the gas mask during the First World War, and who ironically during the 1920s became more of a convert towards the, the use of gas in warfare. 
um, Haldane was deeply resentful towards uh, American geneticists as the um, focus of scientific development shifted from uh, Britain to uh, America. Uh, America, after the First World War, has uh, the wealth to invest in uh, greater levels of scientific discovery. And in America, a, a battle, a, a sort of an intellectual battle is being fought uh, between uh, geneticists and eugenicists. Um, America, riven by uh, racial conflict, um, was a, a kind of an ideal place for eugenicists to um, develop their ideas. Uh, but uh, the uh, triumph of, gen uh, of genetics was one of the kind of the great scientific uh, break steps forward in the uh, 20th century. There was a movement among American geneticists to argue that uh, American capitalism had little interest in uh, the long-termism of eugenicist ideas of sterilising uh, those considered to be unfit and seeing how it would play out over several generations. The need uh, for uh, American capitalism to have swift returns meant that there would never be any serious investigation of these possibilities. Though that said, eugenic thinking has lingered in America for a considerable period beyond uh, the interwar years. Haldane, on his trips to America, rejected um, eugenics, mainly because he believed it was based on uh, poor genetic science not because of the wider um, social and political and palatability of the concept. And the leading geneticist, uh, or eugenicist, I beg your pardon, the uh, leading American eugenicist, H.J. Muller, um, emigrated to the USSR in uh, 1932 and met with Stalin. Um, he presented to Stalin his eugenics plan, um, and Muller quickly clashed with Lysenko. Uh, Muller's plan was to build a or breed a race of uh, Soviet super soldiers to conquer the Western world. Um, and the ideas that um, uh, Lysenko had were really based around improving agricultural yields, uh, both based on sort of uh, nonsense and uh, scientific uh, fantasy. Uh, but it is really um, the nature of uh, political rivalry more than anything else that sees these two men uh, come to blows with one another, not the fact that one had a superior understanding of uh, the natural sciences. Here we are in a, a period of um, terror, and we're in a period of what you might think of, I suppose, as being scientific terror, where uh, geneticists uh, such as uh, Isidore Egel and Solomon Levitt, um, to uh, the leading Russian geneticists, um, were um, being uh, arrested and uh, executed for having uh, improper and uh, uh, bourgeois notions of, of science. Haldane was very sympathetic towards um, Lysenko, or at least gives him a considerable number of free passes uh, when it comes to critiquing his work. Haldane didn't agree with Lysenko. Haldane thought Lysenko was scientifically wrong, um, but often referred to um, his deliberate scientific fraud as uh, misunderstandings, as errors of judgment, 
Um, Haldane believed that ideology and science needed to be separated. The politics had uh, no role in science, and if anything, uh, science should shape politics, not the other way round. Richard Overy writes about Haldane uh, when he said that he disliked the political abuse of biology and the misrepresentation of its findings by the eugenic community but did not object in principle to the idea that some form of medical intervention to prevent the hereditary transfer of genetic defect was uh, desirable. Biologists, Haldane concluded in his Norman Lockyer memorial lecture given in London 1934, may legitimately demand that a proportion of mental defectives should be prevented from breeding. Um, so... Haldane's issue with eugenics was that more than anything else was it was bad science as opposed to uh, any kind of uh, immorality and I suppose what this shows us is that um, eugenics um, and on one side of the divide and Lysenkoism on the other um, were both kind of poorly uh, misconceived notions about how the natural world um, worked, both put to uh, to some extent to kind of ideological ends, to uh, Marxist-Leninist ends in the Soviet Union, and to kind of uh, racial ends uh, in uh, the Western world, but perhaps not quite to the the, the, the same extent as would emerge uh, uh, under Nazism. Um, Haldane later became a figure of ridicule during the Cold War. Haldane, who had joined the Communist Party in the 1930s, failed to fully recant uh, and uh, abandon uh, Lysenko uh, and actually did agree to some extent that Lysenko's ideas were, were not so bad. Um, the new environment of the Cold War in America, where he goes during the 1950s, um, doesn't allow for this whatsoever, and a new uh, political purity of, of denunciation emerges uh, during that period of time, leading Haldane's reputation fundamentally tarnished. In 1948, Time magazine reported, one of the biggest scientific fish in communism's net outside Russia is British biologist J.B.S. Haldane. Last week, Haldane's scientific colleagues were watched closely to see if he would cling. Were watching closely to see if he would cling to the party line. Recently, clamped around some very very dubious genetics. Most scientists suspected that either Haldane would have to go back on this, on either his communism or his science, and it was his science that ultimately. Haldane uh, decides to uh, abandon in favour of his faith in communism. Um, Dijon Lambert writes, even after Lysenko's triumph, uh, as late as mid-September 1948, Haldane planned to go forward with his plans to spend a sabbatical in Soviet-controlled Central Europe, declaring, I shall say just what I think in Prague, uh, and if what I say uh, does not agree with Lysenko, it's just too bad. Well, this is all fine words, but the very fact that uh, Haldane was considering stepping the other side of the Iron Curtain lends, unfortunately, a tacit endorsement to Lysenkoism and Stalinism in general, no matter what one thinks of such things. In the event, Haldane made his excuses that he'd damaged his spine and managed to uh, avoid 
going to uh, Eastern Europe. Um, and two years later, in 1950, he resigned from the Communist Party of Great Britain and slowly distanced himself from the Soviet Union uh, and from uh, invitations from the Soviet Union. But the damage to his reputation um, had been done. Um, there have been uh, the uh, all sorts of attempts to rehabilitate Haldane, who reads as being a kind of a fundamentally um, principled person who um, attempted to engage in a very divisive debate. And as for Lysenko, he was swept from power uh, in 1965 along with Khrushchev. Well, I hope you found this interesting and helpful, um, and do catch us on the next podcast. And um, thanks very much for listening, and if you can support us on Patreon, it's always gratefully received. All the best. Thanks. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.